Hello, 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 and all my beautiful friends from the internet. I am so excited to be here again with you on a wonderful Tuesday, or whenever you happen to be listening to the show. Um, so why don't we hop into the intro? So welcome to the Reddit Asks Us podcast, the podcast where we read and react to comments from r slash ask reddit. I am your host, Luke Dick. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating, and also please leave us a review. Um, remember, if you want to uh, have your comment read aloud on the show, um, just go to my YouTube channel, Reddit Asks Us, and comment uh, whatever you have to say, uh, response to an episode, under the most recent episode, and I'll read that comment out aloud on the next week's following episode. Okay, so uh, last week uh, we had, what is the dumbest myth that people today believe? So uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Ewan McGowan. I want to uh, uh, sh- give you a big special shout out. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um uh, Ewan says, hey Luke, this is my first time coming to YouTube as I'm a Spotify listener. Just want to let you know I listen to the, uh, this every night. Um, and I'm a massive fan, so keep the grind going. So thank you so much, Ewan, for that. I really appreciate that. I really enjoy doing the podcast. And um, I'm, I'm really stoked and excited when other people uh, share their appreciation. Or no, I guess share their uh, their, their love for the show, I guess, or, or share, share their, their thoughts on the show, because I, uh, it really, it, 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 um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's very motivating for me, but at the same time, it's also just like, I'm really glad that people are enjoying the show. It's just like, I'm just, I'm just happy that people are listening and wanting to tune in. So, uh, thank you so much, Ewan, for that. But also, Ewan says, uh, to answer the question, pretty basic one, but the biggest myth people believe is that cracking your knuckles gives you arthritis. Every time I crack my knuckles around my dad, he tells me to stop and doesn't believe me when I told them why they actually crack. It was a debate a long time ago, but it's been pretty much proven that it doesn't cause arthritis. And I and I replied to him and I said, I think this is like a Gen X thing. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not sure if your parents are Gen X, but I know my parents are Gen X. And, uh, I think that like, that's just like a, that's something that they believe, you know what I mean? That's like all the, all the, all, there's so many like weird perpetual, I don't know, um, like nuggets of information that that generation learned that are just like so completely untrue today. And I think cracking your knuckles is, is definitely one of them. I'm pretty sure it has to do with just like fluid, right? just like fluid build up or I don't know. I have no idea what it is, but yeah, that definitely it definitely will not give you arthritis, and if it did, that would be really sad because I love cracking my fingers. I have my my fingers won't stop cracking. My ankles crack. I'm cracking them right now. Like I'm, I'm always I'm always, I'm a cracky guy. Um, so yeah, I'm full of cracks. But anyways, uh, so why don't we just hop into today's uh episode today's wonderful beautiful amazing episode that we have and i'm so excited to share with you today and i like these episodes um a little bit i like them in a different way because some of the questions um that we read out on the podcast are like have shorter answers this one is a storytelling one anyways yes i like i like listening to events than things that have happened to people so this one will be when we're kind of reading some more stories 
So I'm super excited to do this. Uh, Today's episode is, what has been your most bone-chilling, hair-raising, let's get the hell out of here experience coming from our favorite uh, Ask page of Ask Reddit. So our favorite subreddit on this podcast. So we're going to start off. Eleven Charles. I'm a criminal defense investigator. I had a murder case involving two brothers. The one accused of the murders was very autistic, and his brother was schizophrenic. The schizophrenic brother lived in a potato shack in the middle of the desert. I have no idea what a potato shack is. Have you guys ever heard of a potato shack? You, do you, is it made of potatoes? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you grow potatoes? What's a potato shack? Is it shaped like a potato? Um, I need to talk to him several times throughout the course of the investigation. And since he didn't have a phone or electricity, I had to drive several hours to his house and yell his name from the fence line until he came out of the shack. This investigation lasted for several years, and over time I developed a rapport with the schizophrenic brother, and I kind of got to like him. He would talk your ear off about the aliens with the golden eyes and the underground tunnels that connect all the Walmarts in the country, but he was pretty entertaining, and part of me wonders how much of it was just a show. The schizophrenic brother eventually gets a girlfriend. She is a meth addict who has mistaken his schizophrenia for meth-induced psychosis. I talked to her a few times in jail when she was sober, and she was surprisingly charming and insightful. The last time I go to see the schizophrenic brother, it's a dark winter night, and the meth-addict girlfriend is still there, or is there. She's lurking in the shadows and staring daggers at me the entire time I'm talking to him. I cut off his conversation about the speakers uh, in his fillings what and walk back to my truck to leave what um anyways a minute later schizophrenic brother comes running out and tells me that he wants to show me something in his shack he's never invited me inside before and i'm not thrilled by the prospect the whole thing feels off to me so i tell him i have to get going and i start the truck the look of relief on his face when i declined to go inside convinced me that the meth addict girlfriend was waiting behind the door with a hammer or something. A few months later, I learned that she shot him in his sleep and stashed the body in an old refrigerator. Refrigerator. She has since pled guilty to the murder. That's wild. Man. Oh. Those moments, man, where you just like, I mean, this is a pretty specific story, so it's not like I'm just saying, oh, you know you know those moments when you go and meet that schizophrenic brother that is involved in this murder case that you have, and you don't end up getting shot in the chest uh, with, with, a, with a rifle by his girlfriend? Oh, don't you just love it when that happens? Um, no, but like, you know, you do know the feeling when you leave someplace that you know you have to leave, and you know something is probably going to go down, but... It's better off if you just leave, and then you just get that feeling of relief, you know what I mean? Like, when you're at a party or something, and you gotta leave because you think things are just gonna go down bad, there are some things that are just probably gonna happen that you shouldn't want really want to be there for, and then you end up hearing the story about what happened, and you're just like, hmm, I'm actually very glad that I left that situation. Um, Alright, let's, next one comes from... So, all right, next one comes from Shable710. One time I was out in Colorado with some buddies hiking near the top of a mountain. Some bad weather started to roll in, 
but the top was only 15 minutes away, so I went ahead while they went back down. And I get it, and as I was getting to the top, I felt static in the air, and the hair on my head started to stand up. I immediately started to panic, because I thought I was about to get struck by lightning. So naturally, I ran down without ever getting to the top. I'm not sure if this was if I was going to get struck, but I sure as hell wasn't sticking around to find out. And then star-shaped sand replies and says, you were. Uh, darkest Irish uh, lass uh, replies to say, I've been close enough to a lightning strike to hear it sizzle. I was maybe 11 or 12. Storm going crazy outside. I love storms. So I'm standing at the open door watching. I get the bright idea to open up the metal screen door as I uh, get to, door to get a really good look. Now I'm standing half in, half out the doorway, holding a chunk of metal. And then I hear a sizzling sound, see a flash of light, and then the loudest, closest bang I've ever heard in my life. I get, to, uh, I let go of the door and duck back. Not a scratch, but the hair on my arms was standing straight up. And I had a huge adrenaline rush. I don't stand in the doorway to watch storms anymore. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I don't know. I think I might have told this story on the podcast before. But um, one time I was sitting on my front deck uh, out back at my home in Saskatchewan. And uh, I was sitting out there with a couple buddies, and like we were just chatting, talking, whatever, morning stuff, you know how it is. And um, they were both like, so I was kind of at the, uh, like, this is the deck on the front of my house, like on, on the, we have like a porch deck, sort of. And so I was kind of leaning up against the house, looking towards the street, and the other two guys were sitting across from each other on either side of me, so kind of looking at each other. And right across the uh the street is like this big lamppost that we have and i swear to god the loudest sound i've ever heard in my entire life lightning i watched it struck the metal lamppost right in front of my my house and it was i swear to god like ear piercing i could feel it i felt it in my chest it was insane if it, it was almost like somebody shot like a gun like right next to your ear it was wild it was so crazy until like actually see because they heard it but they didn't see anything but i actually like was looking at the whole thing it was it was so crazy it was the loudest sound i've ever heard in my entire life and i've never been that close to lightning before it was the craziest thing i've ever experienced it was just like Holy crap, I, 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 I can still, like, hear it in my own head. But lightning is a, lightning is scary. Man, this world, man, that we live in, we got, is, this is scary stuff, man. This world is not conducive for, for living a, um, unimpeded safety, or safety-filled life. There is literally firebolts jolting down from the sky, and if they strike you, you will be fried to a crisp. That sounds pretty... I, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty hostile to me. Man, it's like, just... just you can, Your life could just be over in like two seconds. And you get struck by lightning. That's actually a pretty cool way to die, though, to be honest. You were getting struck by lightning. Now that I think about it, I feel like... That would be... Low-key, an ideal diet way to die. Low-key, though, because, I mean, I mean, you, you, you would hope that you would die. You wouldn't want necessarily want to survive something like that because I feel like the, 
the damage that you would sustain from getting struck by lightning is probably going to be very life-altering, and that's probably not going to be very fun. But um, if you did end up dying, I wonder, like, I, I don't... If, if it just sh struck you like that, I don't even think you'd feel it, would you? You know, just, just boom, and then, yeah, you were you died by, by, by lightning. It's actually a pretty sick way to go out. Pretty dope. Um... Broly4001 says, you're absolutely right about to get struck by, uh, you were absolutely about to get struck by lightning. I've had an in indirect strike. In my house, there are these metal louvered doors. Uh, I don't know what that, I've never seen that word before, louvered. Uh, it was starting to storm right before bed, so I went to close them. On the final one, lightning struck the outside of the window and traveled through my arm. Oh my god. I lost all feeling from my fingertips to the middle of my chest with a good bit of pain in my chest. I went to the ER, and though I fried all the nerves in that arm, I was luckily completely fine otherwise. That arm still doesn't fully feel right, and I'm a little clumsier with it, but it's been quite a few years, and I'm good overall. Oh my god, man. Like... Like, that's life-altering, man. Your arm's never gonna feel the same. Like, I worry about shit like that. Like, it's like, oh my god, is that, I like, I wanna play basketball, I wanna do all the things that I love doing. Like, how, like, if you, if that was, like, your good arm, like, how, like, how, how, how could you, and say you like playing baseball or football, how could you ever throw? You know what I'm saying? Like, the nerves, the nerve endings are just gone. Just not there. I wonder, and like, can you feel pain anymore? I don't even know. Like, all, all, all of this is is very just very frightening, very scary. I would not want to get struck by lightning. Lightning is just so like it's so aggressive. You can just fry off your nerve endings like that, and you can't control it. There's no, you can't see, you can't, you can't really see lightning coming. It just right there, boom, you're dead, you're done. Arm nerves in the arm fried off. Um. All right, so next post come or next uh, comment comes from Comprehensive Soil One. Exploring an abandoned high rise, out of the blue, my friend grabbed me by the collar from behind. I was about to step into an elevator shaft. After swearing at him, what the fuck? He said, "Look," and I saw the drop of like twenty floors to a concrete bottom with broken metal rods sticking out. We went home. He one hundred percent saved my life. Uh downhill derby racer replies and says i had a friend die this way elevator shaft at an abandoned rubber factory urban exploring it was pitch dark except for the city light coming through the windows at the end of the hall lived for 21 days in the icu and died from sepsis during surgery number four unconscious the whole time man where are people finding these buildings is this like a this is this a common thing where do, where are people finding these these abandoned buildings? Why I don't even know. Like, what, what do you? I can okay. I guess I can kind of see the curiosity of wanting to go to an abandoned building or something, and you know, ex exploring it and trying to see what's going on. But like, and like I don't know. Like at the same time, it's it's like, are you gonna? What are you planning to find in there? Like, I highly doubt there's gonna be anything that cool in there that's worth falling down an elevator shaft you know what i mean like and it's just it just seems so so dangerous like the no one this building hasn't been tended to in 20 years the floor could just like fall out 
like what are you what exactly are you looking for i I highly doubt there's like there's buried treasure or something in an abandoned building like i highly doubt you're going to discover the you know the uh what is it called um oh my goodness indiana jones um no, I, why can't I remember this? The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. It's not like you're going to find that in a in an abandoned building. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just going to like be sh- like sh- shining this this piercingly bright golden light and you're going to somehow discover the secrets of the universe. I uh abandoned buildings and I'm I'm not one for abandoned buildings either low key though. I mean like the novelty of it is kind of cool but like it's creepy. Like you just oh, then you're thinking about what people were once doing in there, and it's just like, ooh, it kind of freaks me out. Um, but I can I can understand the curiosity to an extent because there's this highway. Oddly enough, um, in Saskatchewan, there's this highway, highway number thirteen. So how's that for you? But um, this highway is called um, I, I I don't know I forget the name or Ghost Town Ghost Town Road. And uh, it's this highway that stretches from one side of Saskatchewan to the other. And if you drive along it, there's like, I think, I think there's more like ghost towns. It's like the most ghost towns or something in Canada. I don't know. I think it's in Canada. It's like the most, there's, there's that's the most like ghost towns. Um, and so you can drive th- through this highway and it's just ghost town after ghost town, abandoned buildings, abandoned um, machinery and tractors and old things and it's in houses. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. I I I wanted to do a trip there over the last summers and like go and do photo shoots and like take like I wanted to go to like an old bar or something and take photos in there and and uh, like do some do some photo shoots. But then again, it also it's like, what if a ghoul comes out? You know what I mean? What if a ghost or a goblin rears its head? What if there's like animals out there that it's that we don't know about? You know, like beasts, beasts of the abandoned towns. They only they only live and survive in abandoned towns, so that's how that's how they that's a new that's how their their life life cycle is sustained as they need an abandoned town, but they're they're beastly animals that you do not see on a regular basis. Um, all right, never uh never mind. O four comes in with our next comment. I worked in a lot of remote areas of West Texas, servicing oil field related equipment. One time I was out in the middle of nowhere as usual, and to the northeast was a butte, an isolated hill that's bigger than a regular hill but smaller than a mountain, but everywhere else around was pretty flat. There was one road in and out of the site. At some point when I was working on a control box, I had the overwhelming feeling that I was being watched. I scanned the horizon, looked all around the butte, and went back to work. This happened a few more times within several minutes until I finally saw something move on the side so- on- on the side of one of the rock outcroppings on the butte. I went to my truck, grabbed my binoculars, and the figure hid behind that outcropping. It was definitely a human. I glassed glassed him, glazed him, for a good 20 minutes, and I could see him peek around every couple minutes. Eventually, he leaned out so far that I could see the silhouette of the barrel of a rifle slung around his back. At some point, he was hidden behind this rock, and for a while... Uh, and the next time he peeked out, I couldn't see the rifle. He had either put it down somewhere or he was now holding it. I immediately felt a sense of impending doom. The hair on my arms and my neck was standing straight up. I very quickly collected my tools and got my AR-15 from behind the driver's seat and sat at it, sat 
it on the passenger seat and tore out of there. I sped down the dirt road, almost clipped the cattle guard, (laughs) and started cruising down the highway just as the adrenaline started to wear off. I remember the metal taste in my mouth and having to grip the steering wheel to keep my fingers from twitching. A few miles down the road, a maroon suburban full of guys was pulled over on the oncoming side of the road. They definitely weren't oil field workers. Shades all around, buzzed heads, all intently looking at me. I expected them to pull a U-turn and pursue me, but they didn't. I can't prove this is what was happening, but I do know that that the cartel guys run operations where where, uh, one scouts for for guys working alone and calls in a group of guys to rob them of their truck and tools. I feel like the, one of my worst fears is running into like a cartel. Like I like, it's like, it's probably never going to happen. You know what I mean? It's it, like, I live in Canada. There aren't too many cartels out here, but, uh, the things that I've just heard about what, like these cartels, man, like they're so barbaric with their torture and punishment of people and like they'll just kill anyone like i've seen those videos about like where guys like those dash cam videos and like some areas of like tijuana or something like that and someone will try to cut somebody off on purpose so that all the other cars around around like surrounding them will all blockade someone in and then they're like trying to like rob them or murder them or i don't, I don't even know but Man, cartels scare the shit out of me. It's like, like, what are you gonna do at that point? You're just like, you just got, you gotta give up. You gotta just be like, just fucking shoot me. Like, what am I? What am I? What are my options here? Like, what am I? What am I gonna do? I don't want. I'd rather not. I'd rather not be tortured. I'd rather just like be annoying to the point that they just kill me instead of you know keeping me around and torturing me. Oh, they're very. I would. Oh my god. Thinking about it just freaks me out. I'm like, like, what, what? You you have no options at that point. You're 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 screwed. You're like a, a cartel, cartel. Listen to the name, like the cartel. That sounds that sounds like that sounds scary. Okay, that sounds horribly scary. It's like it's like a mafia or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like those those two words, cartel and mafia. I don't think that those words have been used positively in their entire existence. Oh yeah, the um, the bubblegum cartel, you know, the cotton candy mafia. I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. I don't think that there's uh, there's too many um, positive uh, or or or, or um, happy cartels, you know. I, I don't I don't think that that's a that really exists. So I, I just just an irrational worst fear of mine. Next one comes from Android for Life. I was I was walking from a local mall to the train station so I could go home. The shortcut went through a huge long tunnel, and was out of sight from the road and wasn't used unless you knew the area. When I got to the tunnel, I looked up and saw one guy standing right at the other end of the tunnel, in the middle, just looking in my direction, like he was waiting. Every hair in my body stood on end. I felt like I needed to vomit before <laughs> before I knew what I was doing. My feet turned me around and started walking fast away. He started walking after me and said, Don't worry, it's not like I'm going to rape you. I ran and walked right on the edge of the highway in plain view of cars in case he ran after me. I could not stop shaking for an hour. 
Yeah, and then um, the AJ, the AJG man uh, replies and says, "How to make a woman less afraid of you 101. Don't scream. I'm not going to rape you at her. It's like starting a conversation with a bank teller with, I don't have a gun in my pocket, and I'm not robbing this bank. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your, your, your cooperation and your willingness to use the bank as they're supposed to be used to just take your money and deposit it and withdraw it instead of robbing us. Like, who, who thinks of that? And like, what are you doing standing at the end of a tunnel menacingly? What are like, you don't you don't you think that people are going to be freaked out by that even if you don't have any ill intentions tunnels man another thing if you get if you get stuck in a tunnel you're screwed where do you go there's nowhere to go but back like menacing man standing at the end of the tunnel all you can see is the figure of their shadow this sounds like a horror movie this sounds awful and, like, why would somebody say that? Like, oh, don't worry. I'm, it's not like I'm going to rape you. What are you going to do? I'm no, don't worry. I'm not going to rape you. But uh, I am going to slit your throat, you know, tie you up, harvest your organs, you know, the whole deal. The whole deal. Just going to get that done, you know, for the boys. Got to do it. Just one of those things, you know. Got to feed that, uh, that, that hunger for, for uh, scaring the living shit out of people. For absolutely no reason. Um, next one comes from Thunder and Sadness. I must have been around 10 or 12 when this happened. I was walking back from home one afternoon around 3 to 4 p.m. After strolling around the neighborhood, which was usually very safe, friendly, and quiet. I was on the opposite side of the block, the houses behind ours, which wasn't an issue because there happened to be a park that went across the whole block and connected to the other side. So you didn't have to go around the whole block. So I was only a few houses away. I went through the park, a park I had played at my entire childhood, without paying much attention. About halfway through, this guy who I didn't know, definitely older than me, wearing a hoodie, started calling me. Dude, come over here one sec. Um, what do you want? Come here, I want to ask you something. Okay, ask me from over there. No, 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 come over here. Please. No, tell me from over there. At that point, another dude that was sitting next to him got upset. I hear a, that's it. And they both stood up quickly and started making their way towards me. I can't recall how far they chased me after. Uh, but my instincts just told me to run like hell, and I did. To this day, I do not know what they were going to do. And if they were just taking, or if they were just taking the piss, it was, <laughs> or what was happening, but it, it definitely scared me as a kid. Yeah, I can. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that if a situation like this happens to you, I think running is probably your best bet. I don't think you should stick around the park, and that's just my personal opinion. I'm not gonna. I I'm not a I'm not a licensed professional or anything, but I I am gonna go out on a limb and say that that you should probably uh, run like hell. You know, run and escape for your life. It. Uh, I don't really think too many. Um, Good things are going to come out of this situation when you're when some old dude is yelling, come here. Um, reply from Immune to the Cure. Hmm. Uh, this is very similar to a situation that happened to me when uh, I was 10 on Main Street in a small town, just a long row of shops on either side. 
I was only two blocks away from home, and it was midday. An older red pickup drove by, a 20-year-old driver and four 20-year-olds in the bed. They gestured over to me, and all four men hopped out at once and darted for me. I had a 30-feet head start and sprinted for my life. I came to a small crack between the buildings, maybe seven-inch space. I slid between it as they caught up to me. One of them reached out, and his fingers caught my shirt, but couldn't grasp me in time. They were too large to fit. I shuffled along the building, and they came around the long way to get me. I had a, I had broken line, uh, I had broken line of sight though, and sprinted to a nearby good place to hide, and stayed in a bush for over an hour, terrified. I don't know what they wanted from me, and I'm glad I didn't have to find out. I never felt safe again, and I always thought that they would come to my home. Uh, very stupid mistake that I made when I was younger. I remember I was in grade nine, and we we all got invited to this uh, sort of football party uh, to, you know, kind of kick off the season uh, at, at one of the older guys' houses. So we went to this party. I mean, we were young. None of we weren't we weren't drinking or anything like that. Um, but we were just you know we were on the football team, so we were kind of just like you know the young kids. We were just wanted to go and see what's up because we were invited. So we we're just you know oh we'll we'll check it out, see what's up. And a lot of guys from the team were there. We knew a lot of people were going, and it was fun. But then we just, you know, it started getting too, too, too teenagery, high schooly for us. So we were just like, oh, why don't we just go to someone's house and, you know, drink Mountain Dew and watch basketball in the basement or something? So we were on our way to go and do this after leaving this house, and um, we were we were in this like nice sort of area of the of town as we're walking through, about to get to my buddy's house. And uh, this truck drives by with a similar situation. The kids in the bed of the truck, and then they 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 sort of whiz past us. There was a group of like probably five of us, maybe six, and uh, all in grade nine. And uh, like so, that's first year of high school for all my American and uh, and listeners from the, around the world. First year of high school, we call it grade nine, um, or as Americans would say, the ninth grade, and. Um, or, or a freshman, we were freshmen, uh, but this truck drove by, and so it drove by a little bit ways, and then the guys sort of, they, they stopped, they're like, Skrrt! and they yelled like, what grade are you guys in, like, they, they said, are you guys in grade nine, and I was like, yeah, but uh, one of my other friends was like, no, he like screamed no over me, and I was like, what the hell, what are you doing, and so then they, they drove off, and the guy was like, dude, those guys were going to beat the shit out of us if we were in grade nine. I was like, what? Why would they want to do such a thing? Why Why would Why would someone want to do such a thing? And they were like, uh, it's called hazing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but uh, it's what happens when the older kids in the high school drive around basically looking for ninth grade boys to just beat up and hit with, with, with uh, paddles, like oars, like a boat paddle. And they can just beat the crap out of us. And so, I, and they, all my friends are like calling me stupid. They're like, Luke, man, you could have gotten our asses kicked. And I was like, sorry, boys. And we, honestly, like, we were in an area of town where we, mm, not, we we're on this open stretch of road. And there's, wouldn't, wouldn't have been a whole lot of places for us to run. They definitely would have tracked down at least some of us and just, you know, beat the crap out of us. Very, very reminiscent of uh, Dazed and Confused in that sense. Um, all right, I'll read off one last one. So Aloy is, oh, this is somebody's name. Alois Dumond says, 
in very early 2020, I was in Lumbini, Nepal. It's a small town built th- around this complex of ruins that was once the pal- palatial, palatal, I don't know, home of Siddhartha Gautama. The, Bo- the Bodhi tree is located there. Oh, and Siddhartha Gautama, in case anyone is wondering, is the Buddha, is the original Buddha. Um, but I, I've, uh, so anyways, I was staying in a cheap hotel along a muddy road and was leading out of the, uh, muddy road leading out of the city and was the only guest in the building. Many stray dogs roamed the street, uh, of that quarter. And at night you'd often hear them barking or getting into fights. This one night was particularly bad. A low, a low fog had settled on the road and the darks were out, the dogs were out in the force, were out in force howling and barking. Out of nowhere came this bellowing roar. So one, one so loud and what kind of words does this guy use? I felt it in my chest. Uh, sonorous? Like what? Then a vacuum of complete silence. All I could think were of ways to keep whatever had made that sound outside. The next day, I heard that a tiger had wandered over from the nearby reserve along the lake and eaten a few of those stray dogs. Again, I think uh, if you happen to find yourself in this situation, you may just be a tad bit completely fucked. You know, uh, I, I don't think that... I think a tiger's... Uh, you, you, at that point, you gotta, you know, you gotta interview it. You know, if you haven't seen that movie... A tiger tries to jump on Seth Rogen. The CIA is trying to send down a a, a probe to them. And uh, it strikes the tiger and kills the tiger before it gets a chance to kill Seth Rogen. So I think um, you're, pretty, you're pretty much just going to have to d- depend on the CIA at that point, depending on delivering some sort of random message to you for a mission you need to promptly complete uh, that you weren't given inf- any information about. That's pretty much your only hope at that point. There's not really a whole lot of things in my mind that I can think of that would be able to overpower a tiger. Um, but anyways, okay, we're going to wrap it up there today for you folks. So thanks so much for tuning in to the show. Um, I'm really, really happy to be here, and I want to thank every sing- each and every single one of my listeners who tune into the show every week and support the show. I And shout again to you and McGowan. Um, you almost had me going thinking you were Ewan McGregor. And I was like, oh my goodness, Ewan McGregor, listen to my podcast. Um, Obi-Wan? But anyways, uh, yeah, so thank you all so much for tuning into the show. Remember, this is the Reddit Asks Us podcast where we read and react to comments from r slash askreddit. I am your host, Luke Dick. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And also, uh, please leave us a review and a rating if uh, you're listening on us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your any of your podcasts. Uh, if you want to reply to this episode and you have a story to tell, why don't you go ahead and comment that under the most recent episode on my YouTube channel at Reddit Asks Us, and I will read that comment aloud on the next week's following episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Peace out and love you.